1: The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only.
2: You're listening to Live Tonight with DK. Some people write in diaries. Others take photos they never share. This is my journey. Who will we meet? What adventures will we take? Buckle up. It's showtime. my gosh, Al, I almost went on air with the halls in my throat. (laughs) Could you imagine? I I would have, like, well, not that anybody wants to hear what I want to say anyway, but... uh, You're on? I'm here. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Al? Yes, we're on. I know I'm here. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you. I almost went on air with the halls in my mouth.
1: Oh, boy. Nervous, nervous?
2: I'm very nervous tonight, guys. Listen, um, I want to tell you something tonight, guys. Uh, we've got a special guest here tonight. Um, I apologize about my voice. I was out raising canned goods for uh, you know, the neighborhood and stuff like that, and uh I guess I got a little loud, cheered the kids on a little much. But um listen, I've read I've read Winning by Jack Welch. Uh, I've read Think and Go Rich. Um, I've read How to Win Friends and Influence People. I've walked on the coals with Tony Robbins. There, Mr. what What, what is he? Uh, Awaken the Giant Within. And I've also sat down with a really amazing gentleman by the name of Max Licato. But I'll tell you guys, every once in a while, And this is why I thought this show was important tonight and why I wanted you all to come and kind of hang out with us. Every once in a while, the timing is perfect. And we could be at the very bottom or we could be at the very top. I mean, it's all a matter of perspective. But a guy comes along, like Aaron Walker, and... I don't know how to say it, Al. He uh, he changes your life.
0: Yes, he does. Aaron, say hello. Hey, buddy! Thank you for having me on, DK. Al, I'm fired up. I'm, I'm ready glad to we... be on here tonight, man. I'm excited to hear about these four tractor trailer loads of canned goods. The canned goods, DK's you know... done raised. I mean, what can I say about that? Well, Way to all, go, man! All, all
2: we did, uh, brother, is is uh, look. We, we we had a special. It's spring break here in Canada, so we had a special uh three-on-three hockey, and we said, uh bring a can good. And and, and and all praise and glory, by the way, folks, uh, I don't think he's listening because um, he doesn't know what a computer is. Uh, but Mike Rushlow uh, had prizes for the kids, and mm-hmm. we're going to go load these things up tomorrow, and uh, hey, God is good. We're going to feed some people, and, and that's awesome.
0: That's cool. Thanks for having me on, man.
2: Aaron, the first thing, um, and you'll get used to this as the interview goes along, but, uh, we're all really, really concerned about your back.
0: Hey, my back is back though. You know, I've been 19 days on my back and, uh, when I text you guys a little earlier and say, Hey, is this audio or video? And you said, we can do either. We do do, you know, audio only, but we do video. So I jumped in my car, ran up here to my studio because I wanted to do the video with you guys. So I wanted to hang out where I could see you. Dude. And so my back is feeling a lot better.
2: Tell us, tell us though, because everybody loves you. How did it happen?
0: You know, I want to say that somebody was breaking in my house and I rescued Robin (laughs) and I hurt my back. But the truth is, is I was sitting on my stairs, putting my tennis shoes on, and I leaned over to fix my socks and my L5 disc blew out. Now, it's just leaning over. (laughs) You know, I wished it was something exciting, DK, but it's not. But anyway, Robin got me up after 15 minutes. And, uh, it literally put me on the ground and got me up, got me to the bed and I laid there six days. I didn't move for six days. Let's get this straight. I've nurtured it back to health though.
2: Let's get this straight, Aaron. Cause I mean, you're, 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 you're larger than life to most of us. So here is our guru tonight sitting on the stairs waiting for Robin to come and rescue
0: she did too. She's been rescuing me for 37 years. <laughs> God but bless her. Yes, yeah, she did, man. Hey, by the way, we celebrate 37 years in June. That's, uh, that's amazing. pretty cool,
2: isn't it? That's amazing. I, I actually, um, I wanted to tell you too, Aaron, uh, Melissa, who's my wife, uh, her and I went on a date last night. 20 years we've been together.
0: Congratulations.
2: We're playing Scrabble at the pub. And she is making up words, Aaron. She was cheating like you wouldn't believe.
0: I I know. Robin cheats in cards. So I'm with you. I feel your pain.
2: (laughs) I don't know where I want to start with this because I've been watching your, um, well, I've been watching your Facebook videos. Uh, Obviously I have your book. Um, I think you're an amazing guy, by the way. I want to go back to begin with all the way to Black Friday. Cause you do something really special on Black Friday, and and it it really struck me. And and by the way, kids, when I say Aaron has perfect timing, he has perfect timing, except for when he hurts his back. Cause
0: <laughs> that's never perfect timing. He right.
2: threw us all off, and and the whole world went into turmoil while you we were gone. But um, tell us about Black Friday. What what is yeah, it? You, you
0: know what? That is so fun. I can't stand to go shopping. I hate shopping with a passion. Matter of fact, the worst argument Robin and I ever got in was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We had a little place in the mountains up there and we go up there quite often and we went to the shopping center and I said, Robin, I don't haul you out in the fishing boat early in the morning. I don't take you in the woods. I don't carry you on the golf course. Why do you want to drag me up here to this shopping mall? It's just torture. We had a good little argument and we resolved it after a couple of days, but Back to your question. Here's the reason I do gratitude day and it's the day after Thanksgiving every year. We take our grandchildren. I take our grandchildren, Robin and my daughters and my mom and my sister. They all go shopping. They get up at like four in the morning. They go to Waffle House and eat breakfast and then they go out, and spend the day shopping, which is absolutely horrific from my vantage point. Do they, so do, I've got do they buy grandkids. you, do they,
2: do they buy you anything?
0: Yeah, occasionally. But they're good to me. They take good care of me. So I I got my grandkids, and I said, hey, why don't you guys come stay at Big A's house, and we'll hang out here. Well, on their way over a few years ago, I said, I don't want to just stay here with them all day. So I take them, and we go to the Waffle House. They love to go there, and we have breakfast, and we randomly pick out tables. The kids pick out tables, and then anonymously, we'll buy breakfast for you know, two or three tables. We'll leave there. We'll go to the nursing home and we'll go by Kmart first and we'll buy a buggy load full of chocolate and cookies and candy. And we'll go to the nursing home and we'll hang out with the senior adults and we'll play checkers with them or cards, whatever they want to play. My grandkids color them pictures and we'll spend a few hours there and we'll leave there and go to Kmart again and buy toys and we'll go to the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. And we'll hand out toys to the children in Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. Then we'll go to Tories R Us and we'll take cards and we'll put money in cards. And we'll go up and hand it out to anonymous people or random people anonymously. We'll just hand it out. And people say, who are you? What are you doing? We never tell them. We never tell them who we are uh, because that's not what's important. What's important is is I want to teach my grandchildren to be generous and we do that by being anonymous so they don't get the recognition for it. And then we do it uh, for people that we don't know. And uh, my granddaughter came up to me this past year, and she hugged me. She said, Big A, this has been the funnest day of my life. We don't do anything for the grandkids, and we spend the entire day doing things for others. Well, I've spread that word, and I've shared it, and I've done Facebook Lives with it. And it was the most watched video I've ever done, ever and people have taken hold of this, and they're doing things now, and now they're going to restaurants and handing out money. Other people are buying gifts. It's caught on like wildfire. And so now it's become Gratitude Day instead of Black Friday for many people.
2: Hey, Big A, I got to tell you, it's because of that, you got four truckloads of canned foods sitting there for those people.
0: Isn't that cool? That's what it's about, DK. It's about giving, right? is, you know, we live in America and it's an unbelievable country and we have so many opportunities. And I don't want my grandkids growing up thinking that everything is just given to them and it's about them. And now, you know, they've adopted children with Compassion International and they'll write them notes and color them pictures and make calls and check on them. And it's just amazing at what happens to the transformation in our own lives When we look outward rather than inward, Adam Grant wrote a great book called Givers and Takers. We're one or the other. And so I want my grandkids to be givers and not takers. Shortly after our first trip, I took them to the lake, and we bought a couple of loaves of bread to feed the ducks. And I looked up, and we're throwing bread out to the ducks. And I look and there's kids everywhere. And my granddaughter's over handing out the bread to all the children rather than feeding the ducks because she wants those kids to experience the same thing that she's having. And DK, it just, you just got to teach them. They don't know that on their own. So we have to teach them. So anyway, that's what that is. Gratitude day.
2: Hey, and you know what? It's, 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 it's encouraging. And, and you got us to, uh, to move and do that too. Um, all right, Al, where do I want to go? I've got so many places I want to go. Um, okay. Okay you were in the brick and mortar business for a long time. Uh, you were in the pawn shop business. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. Um, and again, I always say this every week, don't give away too much of the book, but tell us, I mean, it's fascinating what, what, what you did. I
0: appreciate it. Let me go back and tell you a little bit of my story just for a second. If you'll allow me to, of course. So I came from a very humble beginning, um, My dad was a great man. He was a great man of character. He was honest to a fault. He was a general contractor, built real small houses, and did remodeling on small commercial properties. And when I was 13 years old, he asked me if I wanted to help him remodel a pawn shop. I said, well, sure. If I can make some money, I'm all in. So I went and helped him, and uh, at the end of the job, three months later, I asked the guy that owned the place, I said, you need anybody to help you? He said, how old are you? And I said, I'm 13." He said, what would you do here? I said, I'll do anything you want. I'll clean up. I'll wipe these showcases. I'll do whatever you want. So I started working there. He hired me on the spot, paid me a dollar and 70 cents an hour. I'd go to school across the street from it in the afternoons. I'd come over there and work for two, two and a half hours. Then I would work all day on Saturdays. And I absolutely DK fell in love with that business. When I was 15 years old, I decided that's what I was going to do for a living. So I went to summer school and night school for two years. I had enough credits to graduate high school, the beginning of my junior year in high school. And I worked every day for my junior year and senior year in high school. And I met a couple of guys that was buying diamonds and gold from me. And I asked them one day if they wanted to go in business. And so it's a long story, but it took about 90 days. We formed a partnership, went in business with them. And God just uniquely blessed that business. It was just amazing at how he opened the floodgates of heaven on that company. Robin and I got married a year after we opened it. I was 19. She was 18. We worked in the business around the clock. We had a 10-year loan for $150,000 that we had taken out to start the store. The two guys that had a lot of money said, we've got the money to give you, but we want you to sign the note. So we're going to go to the bank and borrow the money. Well, we paid off a 10-year loan in 36 months. So now I'm 21 years old. We have a paid-for business. We duplicated that four times. By the time I was 27 years old, we had a company that a Fortune 500 wanted. They were growing through acquisitions. They were located in Fort Worth, Texas. And so they came and made me an offer I couldn't refuse, and I was 27 finished. And I thought, man, this is absolutely the American dream. This is unbelievable. I come from nothing. At 18, and now I'm retired at 27. Started getting in the bed in the middle of the day. 18 months later, I'd gained 50 pounds. I had no purpose. I had no meaning in my life. And Robin woke me up from a nap one day. She said, this is not what I signed up for. And I said, well, I don't know what to do. I don't have to get up. I don't need to do anything. And she said, go get a job, start another company, do something. I went back, bought the company I started with when I was 13 years old. We spent the next 10 years Uh, absolutely crushing it. We grew that company four times the size it was. I worked three days a week. My partner worked the other three days a week and it was utopia. I mean, it couldn't get any better until August 1st, 2001. I was headed to the office and there's a four lane highway in Nashville called Gallatin Pike. And a guy named Enrique was crossing the street to catch a bus. And he didn't look my way and DK ran over and killed a pedestrian Right there on Gallatin Pike, five minutes from my office and my life came to a screeching halt at that very moment. So Robin was in Florida with our daughters on a mission trip from our church and I called her and they came home the next day and Robin and I spent the next probably 30 days praying about it, thinking about it. And I decided to retire for the second time and we did. We sold the company and we spent the next five years traveling. We went all over the world traveling. We built a new house. We just tried to get our legs kind of back under us. You know, you don't have that kind of automobile accident and get over it. God gives you the grace to learn how to deal with it. And it took about five years for me to get the grace that I needed to sustain myself again. And she said, okay, you're getting fat and lazy again. It's time to go back to work. So we went in the construction business and uh, we built high-end residence and small commercial for the next nine years. And then I turned 50 and I said, I'm done this time. I'm finished. I'm finished. And a couple of my buddies in a mastermind group, some of you may know them, some of you may not. Dave Ramsey is one of the guys amazing 20 guy. Years, no, they're twenty amazing years are twenty years yeah, we've been friends and in mastermind groups and Dan Miller with forty eight days to the work you love and Ken yeah. Abraham good Ken's kid. got about a hundred and fifteen books in print now. uh Jeff Mosley owns i n o records and I'm not saying these names to name drop. I'm saying these to say this. Those are the guys that we grew our businesses together. I got to spend an hour and a half every week in Dave's office, uh, forever. I don't know how many years, 10 or 12 years that we met in our mastermind group. And those are the guys that encouraged me to start coaching. So I went to Entree Leadership Mastery Series, fell in love with it, went and did Innovate at Dan Miller's place and fell in love with it. And they said, you need to coach. And I started praying about it and thinking about it and talking to Robin about it. And I said, maybe there's something to this. They said, you've got 35 years of marriage and 38 years of business experience. You need to coach. So I started coaching and started getting on podcasts and my business just blew up. So now we have national and international clients that I coach. We have men from all over the world in our community. We have eight mastermind groups that we I facilitate seven of those. And I'm having more fun today, DK, than I've ever had in my entire life. Lives are being changed and it is just, we're having a blast. Lives are
2: absolutely being changed.
0: But here's, here's
2: the deal, Aaron, because, um, you know, we're, 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 obviously we're, we're here to sell the book and we, we, we love your Facebook videos and stuff like that, but, um, you're a Nashville Predator fan.
0: You, you like hockey. <laughs> is that bad? I live here. I'm well, supposed to be a Predators fan. I, I,
2: I, I coached, um, Austin Watson right, and, cool. and, uh, who's the other little defenseman there? I uh, can't remember his name. I, anyway.
0: I'm not a huge hockey fan. I'm okay and we'll take guests when they're in town, but, uh, Dave lets me use his seats some. He's got some seats right down on the glass, right behind the net. And, uh, that's pretty fun to see those guys getting all. Plastered up against the glass. I, I go to the fights and watch a hockey, hockey game. No, right there's out. no
2: more. There's no more fighting anymore. We're trying to eliminate
0: that. Well, I know, but it's pretty fun when you're down there on the glass and you well, get to see those guys go at it. It's pretty uh, fun. <laughs> but I'm, unless fun. Aaron, unless,
2: unless Aaron, you're the guy on the skates. There you go. It's probably not much there you fun. Go. But the other thing, I remember chatting with you a while ago, and and you, you like to fish.
0: I love to fish.
2: Why is that special to you?
0: Yeah, my dad and I did it every week of my life until he died in 2006. We fished tournaments together. I've been to a lot of neat places fishing. Uh, I've gotten the opportunity to go fish for payara and paku and peacock bass. And it's just a fun experience, uh, to fish. I think the reason I enjoyed the most is because I got to spend so much time with my dad. My dad was my best friend. And, uh, literally we have pictures of me in the boat in a bassinet and my dad died in 2006 and we fished tournaments for about 20 plus years together. And, uh, it was just a really pleasurable experience because I got to be with my dad.
2: You know, I, I don't want to say it's funny cause it's not funny, but I'm, uh, I'm 50 years old myself and, uh, I have a 12 year old boy. He's going to be 13. I don't think very highly of myself, but, uh, I love spending time with them. You did a very important video the other day. Can you, can you tell us about daddy? I want to play.
0: Oh yeah. That's, uh, that really touched a hot button. I think with a lot of people it's had four or 5,000, I think 4,000 something views, uh, just in just a short period of time, just a couple of days. Here's the thing DK is making money is great. I love to make money. I've made a little bit of my time and we've grown some successful companies. The thing that I found out that it doesn't scratch the itch like you think it's going to. And so many guys do it at the expense of their families. They go out, they want to make a lot of money. I just got off the phone with a guy that's killing himself. He's having anxiety. Uh, he's trying to keep up three jobs. He has four children. And what's going to happen, he's going to flame out. And what's going to happen with a lot of guys is that they're going to find out that they get a little bigger car, they get a little nicer house, and they come home one day to a house full of strangers. They don't know their wife. They don't know their children. They have regrets. No one dies and says, I wished I'd spent more time at the office. Everyone dies and says, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. When my dad passed away, it was an hour and a half wait to get through the line. The line was to the parking lot. My dad never made over $15,000 a year in his life. Every person that came through line said, let me tell you what your dad did for me. Let me tell you how your dad encouraged me. Let me tell you how your dad was always there to support me, to pick me up, to edify me, to lift me up when I needed the encouragement. Not one person in six and a half hours said anything about he had a nice boat, he had a nice car, he had anything. Not a tangible possession was mentioned in six and a half hours. But people from 10 years old to 75 years old stood at his casket and wept And said, your dad was one of the best friends I ever had. What a great man he was, a man of character, a man that was honest. And I thought it taught me a valuable lesson because I said, nobody cares, first of all, what you have. And then when you get it, it doesn't do for you what you think it was going to do. Now... I don't want to just chuck it out the window completely because it's nice having a little bit of money where you don't have to worry about your bills. You're able to take a nice trip. I don't want to discount it. I hate it when people with money go, money's not important. And I want to go, you liar. Just take it <laughs> away from you and we'll see how important it is. It's yeah. very important. Can you lend me 5 to, bucks, we, please? <laughs> we don't need we don't need to make it our god. And see, that's what we do oftentimes. We make it the most important thing. And if you're doing your occupation for money, you won't stay there long. You won't have the purpose and the meaning and the passion. See, what we've got to have is a reason to do what we're doing. So get your kids involved in that. I've had my kids work in every business I've ever owned. We teach them the principles of money and how to apply it and what to do with it, how to be generous, looking outward rather than inward. And so we need to share with people. We need to lift them up. We need to show them that we can help them accomplish their goals and their dreams. And then that natural reciprocity just pours back to you. Because when you're a giver, people want to be around you. When you help people, you edify them. But when you hold your cards close to the vest and you don't share and you don't show and you don't tell, nobody wants to be around you. And people have it backwards. They just think, I can't tell them the secrets. You know, they have that mentality, the scarcity mentality and true success is learned through having a mind of abundance. See, when you're willing to help take other people, I've, I've had a number of people work for me, went in direct competition with me, and I helped them set their business up, physically went to their locations and helped them set their businesses up. When we were in The construction business, we formed an alliance with our competitors. We had 10 of the most elite builders in Nashville meeting together. We were sharing best principles and ideas. We shared subcontractors and vendors and we formed an alliance and we did parade of homes and we sold tickets and gave the money to charity as a result of it. The last year I was in construction, 10 builders, we did $115 million in business because we pooled our resources. We pooled our ideas. The vendors would give us discounts. The subcontractors stayed busy because we were sharing and everybody got along. We'd go to Colorado and play golf together and do vacations and we became friends and we were allies instead of adversaries. And it's just, you can do that in any business. And when you get that and your mindset changes When that mindset flips and you have that mind of abundance, everything around you goes up. You know, the rising tide raises all ships. And you can do that incrementally and you can do that collectively if you'll just show your hand and help people. And that's what the video was about. It's like share, show, tell, and then come home and say, it's over for today. I'm going to spend the time with my children I'm going to be here for them. I'm going to know. I said in the video, I said, it's a shame. You don't even know what colors your wife likes and you don't know who your children's school teachers are and you're never at their practices. And, uh, I just don't want to have those regrets, DK. I don't want to lay on my deathbed and go, I wished I spent more time with my grandkids. And listen, and so, folks, that was a, um,
2: Look, we've all watched infomercials and we've all gone through this whole hoopla and I told you I read I I've, I've read it. I've seen it all. I've I've sat with everybody. But when you said that I started thinking to myself, if I give a little bit more, just just give a little bit of myself. You're actually selling, right? You're you're you 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 actually you're selling, you're, you it builds your business or builds your reputation or builds your, it builds your everything. And, and, and you're 100% right. I had people coming up to me today, shaking my hands and, and, and I'm telling you, Aaron, I got those food, uh, all those cans because you motivated me. Hmm. You motivated me to do it. And I know. Somewhere in the back, you probably got all these advisors, right? They're all telling you, "Aaron, we got to sell this. We, 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 we got to sell this to make money." But you keep giving. You're you're different than everybody else to me.
1: Well,
0: man, I don't know about that. I appreciate that. Uh, that humbles me. Thank you for saying that. But what I've learned over the twelve businesses that we've owned is that. It's always people over profit. And I always tell people, stop waiting to talk and listen and help somebody that's not asking for the help. Endorse people, reach out, encourage them. I think one of my spiritual gifts is encouragement. Thank God gave me the sense to encourage, and I want to use that encouragement to take people. See, here's the other thing, DK, is my dad was uh, a man that loved his family. And there's so many men starving to death today for words of affirmation. They didn't have a dad that would say, I'm proud of you. They didn't have a dad that would encourage them. They didn't have a dad that would be there for them because they were too busy impressing the world. They were too busy trying to make more money uh, to appease themselves, to make a show in society. And it's about family. I love as I said to grow businesses. I love to do those things. But what is the purpose if you do those things and then you lose your family or you lose your own sense of identity or you lose what is the purpose of doing that?
2: Where's your other, where's your where, where's your kingdom, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you build you build, a king, you, you build, you
2: build an empty yeah. castle.
0: Yeah, and when when you put your identity in possessions or a title and one of those things go away, uh, you become a hollow person. You say I'm not worth living and now my identity's gone. and that's not true. I'm a Christ follower and I put my identity in Christ. And that way, I'm secure. and the other things you know will come and they will go. See here's the thing, you can make more money. you can have more businesses. The business doesn't have a memory, but you don't get but one go-through with those kids the kids do have a memory and you want to be that dad. That's always there to encourage them, to help them, to propel them on, to be that advocate, to be the person by their side that always believes in them. I'm going to do a Facebook live in a couple of days and I'm going to talk about never giving up on your family. Now that don't mean you have to condone what they're doing. That don't mean you have to support addictions. That don't mean that you have to, but, I want you to always be there for them, always love them well. And that's what men are missing today and many women is that they don't have somebody that they know is always there to support them, to help them, to encourage them. Now, I don't know a lot of things that a lot of people have been through. And I get that. I mean, there's been a lot of abuse. A lot of people don't deserve forgiveness. But we have to. We're commanded to forgive people because the bitterness is only holding you captive. And I talk about it in the book a little bit. There's a chapter on bitterness. There was a guy at DK that cheated me out of a lot of money in a business deal. And I've had this happen a couple of times, and everyone else will too if you in business long enough. But I had a guy royally cheat me. And we were at a conference table at a closing attorney's office, and we were doing this real estate deal. And he saw something in the contract and he looked down on the contract and he started laughing and he pointed it to the place in the contract. He goes, you missed this big boy. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Handed the contract over. My attorney looked at it and he looked at me and he goes, well, he's right. And I said, what does that mean? And he told me what that meant monetarily. And the guy laughed and he sat back and he pointed at me and he said, I got you. I got you. Well, I grew to hate that guy. I really did. I'm just being transparent here, I'm being honest. I grew to hate that guy. That's awesome. So for the next two years, I was captive in my bitterness. Two years later I get on a hunting trip, sixteen of us going out to Buffalo, Wyoming to hunt antelope and mule deer. I got out of the car, kissed Robin by. She drove off, I turned around and looked, and we're gonna call this guy John. And I looked and there stood John. And I'm like, You gotta be kidding me. (laughs) Sixteen people on the planet. and you, you one of them is the guy two years ago. You didn't shoot him, did you? Please tell me you didn't shoot him. We, we get in the car. I didn't speak to him for a couple of days. We get out to Wyoming. I'm sitting on top of this hill opening day, and I look down. There he is. I had my rifle, and I literally thought about shooting this guy. I promise. I literally had the gun in my hand. I started shaking. I said, what am I thinking? We get back in the car. Ten days later, we drive home. His truck breaks down. I get out, go up to his truck, and I said, John, listen. I've got a K-5 blazer at home. Let's go home and get my blazer. We'll tow it in. You can drive my blazer. And he looked at me like I had two heads. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to give you the money back. I said, I don't want the money. This ain't about the money. This is about me forgiving you because I've been held captive. And this day, right now, on the side of I-65 Interstate in Nashville, I'm forgiving you because i got to let myself be free. You see, because... When you hold bitterness in, it squelches all your creativity, and it's all you can think about. And I had to forgive that guy. My wife's got a great saying. She said, when you quit demanding justice, you will know you have forgiven somebody. And that day on the side of the interstate, I quit demanding justice. And I want to tell your listeners out there, if you've got something that you're harboring, I promise you it is keeping you from going to new heights. You're cheating your family you're cheating yourself, you're squelching your creativity because it's all you can think about is getting even justice to be served. You want them to pay. And I'm going to tell you the wrath of God will be enough. You turn them over to God because he says wrath and vengeance is mine. And you let him deal with it and you free yourself up today. And I'm telling you, you'll be a new man as a result of it.
2: And we're, we're, we're going to go somewhere right now. And, um, Hey, Al, and I'm going to turn to you, Al, because I know you're, you're Aaron's biggest fan. Um, but here's the thing I want to talk about because we always talk about the paranormal. Um, we always talk about the unknown. Um, and you, you, you don't have to convince, convince me, Aaron, because, uh, I know where I'm at, but, uh, tell us about Jesus Christ for a minute.
0: Yeah, you asking Al or me? No, I'm asking you. Oh, well, he's my Savior. I mean, he died on the cross for my sins, and he's the way uh to heaven. And uh he's somebody that I worship, that I love more than anything. My faith is first in my life. I mean, above Robin, above everything. Then it's Robin, then my kids, then my grandkids, then my job. And we've got to keep it in that order, but he was the atonement. He was the sacrificial lamb. He's the one that died on the cross that took all the sins of the world. Uh, he arose on the third day. He ascended to heaven. He sent back the Holy Spirit. And someday I'm going to spend eternity with him. That's Christ in a nutshell.
2: Amen. I look, I feel the same. I, I just, I don't have the way to say it like you do. You're, you're, you're a deacon in your church, right? Not
0: I am. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make me anything special. That just means I'm a servant leader, right? Deacons are there to serve. It's not a power position. It's there just representative of the people in the community that we serve. See, that's all it is. That's what I want people to do for their families. I want you to be a servant leader in your families. And you really need to be that there first and then at the church, right? You don't need to be that person that's pious, that's out serving the community, letting your own family go to hell in a handbasket. Right. You need to be serving your family first. The Bible says we're worse than an infidel if we don't take care of our family first. And so we've really got to nurture our wives, our children, uh, and be authentic. We're doing a live meetup in two weeks here in Nashville. I've got about 50 guys coming from all over the world that we're going to do a two-day intensive meetup here, guys that are in my mastermind group. And the theme to the meetup is the authentic you. And that's what we're going to be talking about. See, authenticity is something that we're missing today. And I want to be the same here in this interview that I am at home with my wife, that I am with my business colleagues. I want to be the same guy and watch the same things on TV when I'm alone in Florida at a hotel speaking or if I'm sitting there with my grandkids. The same jokes I tell to you guys, I want to be able to tell to my grandkids, etc., etc., etc. I want to be the same guy wherever I'm at. If I'm speaking on an interview at church with my kids and people are starving to death for authenticity and we've got to get back to the basics of life. We've got to get back to being authentic, let our shields down, quit hiding behind a veil and be transparent. And when we're transparent, that's where strength starts. And I want to encourage people to cut all the veils down, share with people, get a mastermind group, get an accountability group, get guys around you that'll tell you the truth because there's strength and in, in the counsel of the multitudes. And you gotta get people around you. You can't be isolated because isolation is the enemy to excellence. And Work. so we have to get people around us to encourage us to be that authentic person. Okay. We're,
2: we're, we're going to talk about mastermind groups in a minute, but, um, Al, you look like you're, you're, you're shaking in your seat over there, dude, uh, Aaron, this is probably your biggest fan.
0: (laughs) You, 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 you you, you guys are awesome.
2: You have changed this young man's life and, and he, he is a very good friend of mine. Um, but Al, what do you, what do you want to ask Aaron?
1: Well, (laughs) where do I start? Well, like I said, um, I did send you an audio clip that I did after the February 22nd story about how your dad and mom um, got, I guess, married and he proposed under the tree.
0: Yeah. That
1: story really hit me, Mm -hmm. and it brought back memories of me helping another human being, and it made me feel so amazing it was like, oh, God, how can I explain it? Um, it? That very moment, it totally changed how I looked at life. I have a lot of things going on with me and my uh, fiance. Um She's here now, but she's <laughs> in the other room. Uh, but I never gave up. I, I believe that if you give up, then it's not even worth it anymore. You know? Uh, I, I believe that because of you and, and hearing that story about, well, the compassion for me has totally changed, and I look at life in a different, whole different light. Um, I also have my family, my mom, who's like 86 years old, and um, she's not very well. She, she has uh, breast cancer. And I help out. And you're right about family. Family is the most important thing. If I could have either money or family, it's family all the way. Mm-hmm. It's it's that deep for me. I come from a family that has a lot of stories can tell. Uh, like my brother was a, was a seminarian at one point in his life. But things changed. I went from bouncing around... From being Catholic to being um, atheist to being, well um, <laughs> um, Protestant and Pentecostal. I, I, I was be born as a Pentecostal, but there's still, I believe in God and, and I believe that He's there. It's just that, how can I explain this? Basically. Well, hey, L,
2: L. Yes. Give Aaron a chance to answer you.
1: <laughs> okay. Sorry about that, Aaron.
0: No, no. Go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. I ask your question.
1: Because of what you were saying earlier on about, you know, believing in God and everything, it made me start to think again. I'm confused at what <laughs> religion denomination I am. Hmm. I believe in God. I believe. Honestly, you don't have to go to church to believe in God because He's always with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And I thank you for you know saying things what you said today, and I, I really appreciate it. I, I, I'm my I'm tongue-tied basically.
0: No, that's good. The uh, here's the thing: it's not about a religion; it's about a person. See, it's not whether you're a Baptist or Methodist or Catholic or it, it's about putting your confidence and faith in a person. And that person's Jesus, which is the son of God. And if you have that, if you put your confidence and faith in Christ alone, uh, the rest of it you'll learn and you'll deal with, but that's where Christianity comes from is putting your confidence and faith in Christ. And if you do that, uh, It's not about denomination. People get confused with that. They say, I'm a Methodist or I'm a Baptist or I'm this or that. No, it's, I have my confidence and faith in a person. His name's Jesus. And when you do that, the rest of it, you'll learn.
1: That's true. That's true. Um,
0: Okay,
2: boys, uh, listen, listen, I've got messages coming in like crazy. And, and folks, I, again, I apologize about my voice. I, so much. Apologize. Um, Aaron, tell us about a mastermind group and, and here, here, here's the deal kids. I think we're a little bit confused about what a mastermind group is because the way Aaron does it and the way you and I can do it might be a little bit different. It's just surrounding yourself by people, right, Aaron? Like, what's a mastermind? Yeah, so uh,
0: in 1995, 22 years ago, I met Dave Ramsey at a Chamber of Commerce breakfast. There were 25 people there. I went up and introduced myself to him. He was on one radio station in Nashville, had a show called The Money Game. And he proposed to me to advertise on his show, and I told him I wasn't interested. I said, I don't even know who you are, never heard of you. I'm not interested in this new money game show you've got. He said, what if I give you advertising? And I said, you're going to give it to me? He goes, for a week, I'm going to give it to you if you'll try it. So I tried it for a week and business was pouring into our business. It was unbelievable. And I called him and I said, these people have drank the Kool-Aid. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm interested. So I signed an annual contract and I was Dave's sponsor for 21 years. I was his longest running sponsor on his radio show. A couple of years after that, I saw him at a concert here in Nashville and we were already friends. And he came up to me and he said, Hey, would you consider joining my mastermind? And I said, well, I probably would, but I don't even know what a mastermind is. And he started laughing. He said, just trust me. So I said, okay. He said, come out to my office Wednesday morning, seven o'clock, and uh, I'll introduce you to the guys. So I drove out there and Dave's got a conference room off of his office seats, you know, a dozen people in his conference room. Gorgeous, I go place, gorgeous place. Gorgeous yeah. place. Yeah. All these guys sitting there and introduced myself. And every Wednesday i go back for an hour and a half. We drank coffee. We'd read books together and we'd talk and we develop these friendships and one thing led to another. And then we started sharing business plans and we started sharing about our lives and year after year, after year, after year, we would do this. And, See, they're non-biased because they don't have anything to gain or lose as a result of what they tell me. So they're going to tell me the truth. And there were many, many stories that I could tell you about how I thought it was a great idea. But when I shared it with 10 other guys that were successful and they would share their input, you would get the general consensus of that input. And you like, well, it's not as good an idea as it sounded like in the shower this morning. You know, I thought that was a good idea. And then I would do the same for them. That's masterminding. It's sharing, being transparent, being open, uh, being vulnerable, being willing to help people and encourage them and introduce them to other people and challenge their personal development and call and check on them through the week and et cetera, et cetera. You build this rapport and these relationships. So when you got eight or ten guys in the room and they're all, you know, pretty smart to start with. Now you've got collectively an IQ that is much greater than your own. And that's what masterminding is in its simplest form. Can I jump in though?
2: I I, want to jump in on this. You talk about all these, these brilliant smart men and you've all made so much money. Is there a chance Maybe just, just just maybe an average guy like me, guy like Al, CJ in the chat room. Um, maybe could we change the world?
0: Oh, absolutely, without a question. So you don't have to let me let me go back and remind you when we started, Dave Ramsey gave me advertising to train. He was on one station period he was making the uh binders in his basement of his house he requires his employees to do a devotion the first devotion i did for him on a wednesday morning there were three people that worked for him we sat in his kitchen and i did it around a coffee table the last time i went and did a devotion for dave uh at his office there were 500 employees he's about to go to a thousand just about to go to a thousand employees And my point is, is none of those guys were who they are today. Then we're all just normal guys. Just because somebody's got a few more dollars, that doesn't make them anything any more special than anybody else. See, what's important is, is we get guys around us that we trust. We get guys that can share, that can hold you accountable. You don't have to have money to be in a mastermind group because these guys didn't have any then it's because of their willingness to get in a group week after week, year after year, that they did better. See, it held them accountable, and then they studied, and then they learned more. They had more introductions and resources as a result of pooling their efforts together, just like I told you earlier about the group that we formulated to become allies instead of adversaries. See, it's always better collectively. Because you only have one filter. You only have one lens. You only have one life experience. And when you get other guys around you, then you can see it differently. So you don't know what you don't know. And when you get other people around you that you're willing to come clean, subject yourself to the scrutiny of other people, when you're willing to do that, you can say, I'm a knucklehead and I don't know any better. I don't have that resource. I don't have that education. I don't have this tool. I don't have that technology. Teach me. Show me. And then you get together and you formulate these ideas. And the other guys edify you and they encourage you. See, isolation, as I said earlier, is the enemy to excellence. See, we get in the office by ourselves. We don't have anybody to share with. We don't have anybody to bounce ideas off of. We can't do beta tests because we don't have anybody but ourselves. And you only know of one way to do something. I'm just telling you, you don't have to have money to be in mastermind groups. You need to get a group together, get eight or ten guys or women or whatever the case may be, and start sharing ideas, encouraging each other. I call mine "iron sharpens iron" because that's what happens. Where iron sharpens iron is one man sharpens another. Let the sparks fly. You know, let's get in there and figure it out and work together.
2: All right, here's where we're going to go. I'm wondering. Just, I'm just a curious guy because that's how I am, Aaron. What does Aaron Walker do to unwind?
0: Yeah, I like to read. How do you unwind? Like,
2: I mean, you know, Robin's getting on your nerves. The grandkids (laughs) are going a little crazy. What does Aaron Walker do?
0: Yeah, I live back in the woods, and uh, I love to shoot. So I'm always out in the woods shooting my rifle or my handgun, I take walks back through the woods. I've got an Eno, which is a fancy hammock. How many, how how
2: many, how many ISIS people did you take out?
0: I didn't, (laughs) (laughs) but I've got an Eno and I'll put it up in the trees and I'll read. I'll take a nap. I'll walk. I love to go fishing. So I'll go fishing. Uh, I play golf. I hadn't played in a couple of years. I broke my wrist and, uh, so it's taken a little bit physical therapy to get that back in shape. But I'm about ready this year to start playing golf again. Uh, But being around my grandkids really relaxes me. I spent the day today after church. This is a Sunday, obviously, and we went to the ballpark, and I watched a doubleheader, watched my grandson pitch. And uh, I love being with my grandkids.
2: Oh, your grandson played baseball.
0: Yeah, they all play ball. All my grandkids play ball. So we're at the park or the gym Probably four to five days a week. Nice. They all live, you know, five minutes from me. Uh, my daughters live across the street from each other and both my daughters work with me. And so I'm here at my office now. They've got an office on either side of my office and, uh, we get to see each other every single day. Now, Aaron,
2: do you coach at all? Do you, do you... No.
0: I, I coach people. I, I'm not a ball coach. No. No, I'm not athletic. No, I've not. I tried to play baseball and I tried to play basketball, but I was cut out to encourage men and work. <laughs> so, so, so
2: when you're when you're watching the hockey game, when you're yeah. watching those boys play hockey, because when I watch hockey, I I, I look at it like a science. I, I I analyze it. I drive my wife crazy the way I I, I look at hockey. What do you see?
0: What, what, oh, what is it? What, I, I what, what is it great?
2: What, what is it great?
0: <laughs> All I can see him is hitting that puck. I it's hard for me to keep up with the puck. But uh, Jamie J, one of the guys in our group, is a big hockey fan, and he's teaching me a little bit more about it. I just go for the entertainment. I like live sporting events. I love NFL football. We had Titan seats for about I don't know night. 15 years or ever how long they were here. I just sold my seats this year because I didn't want to be away from my grandkids. I'd rather spend the day with them. So I sold my seats, uh, there. We didn't even go last year and this year I sold my seats. Uh, but I don't have a clue DK what they're doing out there on that ice. So here's the deal.
2: You told us a story earlier about what happened, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Aaron Walker's car breaks down. So your, your 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 car is breaking down. And
1: Actually, it was his. Uh, the other guys. No, yeah. I'm making. Al, I'm oh, making this op- making
0: up a story for. Oh, us. Okay, okay. give okay. me right. another chapter of my book.
2: <laughs> so, Aaron Walker's car breaks down, and you're walking down the street. Aaron, who would you want to be there? Who 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 would fix your car? Hugh Morris. Hugh Morris. Yeah, Tell us Hugh about Morris. him.
0: Yeah, he's one of my accountability partners. He's a big car guy. We meet every Friday morning at six o'clock, four of us. We've been doing that for years and years and years. And he's my buddy. He's a big car buff.
2: But the car's fixed. Okay. How you gonna eat?
0: How am I gonna eat? How you gonna eat now? What's the car breaking down got to do with me eating? The the car's
2: breaking down, you're in the middle of nowhere. Hugh Morris is there. God bless you, Morris. We love you. But right. um, now all of a sudden, you guys have no food. Okay. Who, who else are you going to meet?
0: Who else am I going to meet because I need food? Yeah.
2: You gotta well, got to eat now. You got to eat now, Aaron.
0: Like, if I got my rifle and my pistol. And no I more do, rifles. I'm I am I so tired of hearing about <laughs>
2: guns and rifles. <laughs>
0: I'm going to shoot something and eat. I don't know, DK. Where are you
2: going with this? Well, because in Canada, we have no guns. In, in, in heaven, they have no guns. I'm sure of it. But uh, you've got to now, Who, who, who is the person you want to meet? Who, who, like, Al and I are here, and we're like, oh, my God. We got Aaron Walker on the show. Jesus Christ has just blessed us beyond. He's put the lamp on her feet. But now Aaron Walker has a chance to meet anyone.
0: Who are you going to meet? You know, somebody that I've met, he's actually been in our accountability. I mean, our mastermind group that I really, really like uh, is Andy Stanley. Andy's probably the greatest spokesperson on the planet. The guy's an amazing communicator. And I'd like to spend more time with Andy. He's a really unbelievable guy, and I'd like to spend some more time with him. Can you tell us why? He's just a great communicator. He's just a great guy. He seems very genuine and authentic. Uh, Dave brought him in uh, to our mastermind group when he wrote his last book, and we got a chance to talk a little bit. But he's just a, a very humble guy. Uh, he's very authentic. He's done very well. Um uh, And I would just like to spend some more time with him. There's another guy that I met. He was one of the uh, founders of Priceline, Jeff Hoffman. And Jeff has done extremely well. And he does a mastermind group on a cruise ship. And they go away for a couple of months at a time and do this extended mastermind group. I would love to do something like that, maybe at some point. But Jeff Hoffman is just a normal guy that's done very, very well in business. Uh, I would like to spend some more time with him.
2: All right, here we go. I'm going to back in a corner. You ready? I'm ready. I'm going to back in a corner because um, you've talked about family. And you've talked about who you want to meet. So you've told me, man, these guys are cool. They make a lot of money. They go on cruise ships. They do this and that. And, And, and on the other hand, on on, on, on on the flip side, you're telling us how important it is to be with our family. Mm-hmm. Now, who do you want to meet?
0: Well, yeah, the people that I want to meet doesn't discount my family. I already know my family, and I spend an inordinate <laughs> amount of time with them. Uh I didn't want to meet Andy Stanley more because he'd made a lot of money. I like Andy Stanley because of his values. And that's what I wanted to learn more of. Jeff Hoffman is a multi-billionaire, but I want to be around him more because he's a genuine, authentic, moral guy, not because he's made a lot of money. So I want to get around people like that because they still have some semblance of order and balance in their life Yet they're very successful. Not to learn to be more successful, but want to learn how to prioritize your priorities better. And so these guys seem to have it figured out. So I still want to meet those same two guys. All right. So here
2: we are. We've got our book. We've we, we, we've got a view from the top. And 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 you know what? God bless your soul. Um, I'm getting a view from the top now. <laughs> Where? Where? cuz here here's a guy ladies and gentlemen that retired at the age of 30 and decided well thank god for robin
0: yeah she's keeps me out is, is there she'd any way kick...
2: <laughs> force me to go
0: back el
2: can i get an interview with robin
0: <laughs> good luck she won't she won't seem to do it but i've tried to get her to do some podcast interviews she likes it low key behind the scenes She's my biggest supporter, my biggest advocate on the planet, but she doesn't care anything about doing interviews. I'm trying to get her to lead mastermind groups because I could fill up an auditorium with women that would allow her to lead them and facilitate them in a mastermind group. But she's just as content with our daughters and our grandkids and taking care of our family. So I think she's right where she wants to be.
2: Aaron, a hundred percent. I'm behind you because listen, um, My wife is the same way. Yeah. I went up to her today, Al, and and Al's Al's just getting married now. He's going to be a newly, what do you call?
1: Newlywed.
0: Newlywed. Yeah. May 21st of this year. Good for you, man. May the 28th is one of the most important days of my life, so...
1: Wow, a a, a week ahead.
0: Uh, Nice. There you go. I met Rob in May 28th, 1978. I opened my first business May 28th, 1980, and I opened View from the Top May 28th, 2013. So May 28th is a special day.
2: are, Are you the least bit superstitious?
0: No, zero.
2: What about this May 28th stuff?
0: It's just an important day. It's not It's not superstitious. It's just an important day.
2: I'll tell you, though. I walked, I, and, and Al, you know me. I, I don't talk about Melissa much on there, But uh, I walked up to her today, and I gave her a big kiss. And she said, what's that for? I said, baby, I love you. And you know what? I, I wonder, Aaron. I, I wonder why she said this to me. What's that for? Do we need to um, do we need to say thank you more often?
0: Yeah, we gotta love our wife well. We gotta tell her we love her often, and we gotta be that servant leader as I talked about earlier. Uh, they're the most important person. Not the most important thing, but the most important person on the planet. You need to love her well. So tell her you love her often.
2: Oh, I did. And, 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 yeah. and, but the reaction I got, and I really felt bad. I, I, I felt bad because um, she goes to me, um, what's that for? And I thought to myself, I, I walked out of the room and I, I, I thought for a minute and I go, uh, maybe, just maybe. I haven't said thank you enough. Hmm. You know, I, I uh, All right, Aaron. Here, here, here's a good one because I told you I've read them all. I've read Jack Welch. I've I've spoke with Max Lucado. I've I've walked on the coals with with uh, Anthony Robbins. Awaken the Giant Within. I've uh, Think and Grow Rich. All of them. What book would you recommend? Other than yours, because trust me, we're, we're, we're going to sell this book, but what book other than yours should we read?
0: Yeah. Other, other than the
2: books. Bible, obviously.
0: Well, but. that's the first. Yeah, you need to be reading that every day. It's my favorite book. Essentialism by Greg McCowan is a great book. Uh, I would recommend that highly. He really teaches you how to become an inch wide and a mile deep. Rather Gee, than an inch deep and a mile wide, you talk about so we that need a to lot. niche down. We need to niche down. Another one, Carol Dweck wrote called uh, "Mindset." It teaches you to have that growth mindset over the fixed mindset. I'm going to give you a few of them that I think is really extraordinary. Get You've your pen. Hey,
2: well, wait a minute, though, Aaron. Get your pen and paper,
0: folks. Oh, there you go. Allison got his pencil. Uh, another one that you've already mentioned uh, that should be required reading is how to win friends and influence people. Great it's a book. must read yeah why,
2: why did why did you like that? because
0: well, because it teaches you how to treat people, and that's the number one ingredient for success in all your businesses. and that's the principle that we've implemented in every business that we've ever owned. We listen to people. I'll tell you a quick little story. I went to buy a car. And I told the guy I wanted a blue car with a brown leather interior. And he said, well, I've got the car you want, but it's red. I said, well, I don't want a red one. I want a blue car with a brown leather interior. And he said, well, the red one's got rebates. And I said, I don't care about the rebates. I want a blue car with a brown leather interior. And he said, well, come and let me show it to you because I can get you a discount. And I told Rob, I said, let's go. I was dressed in a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. I guess he thought I couldn't buy a car. I don't know. And he said, can I get your car? And I said, sure. And I gave him my car, turned around, went and got the car and left. Week later, he calls me. He said, I found you a car. I said, forget it. <laughs> and I hung up. Here's the thing. If he'd have went inside, if he'd have listened to me, and he'd have went inside and got on his computer and found me a blue car with a brown leather interior, I would have wrote him a check, and he could have delivered the car, and he would have made a sale. He was too busy trying to make the sale rather than listening and giving the client what they wanted. And see, we do that every single day. If It's not that hard to sell if you'll listen, but people are not good listeners. They're thinking about what they're about to say to impress somebody else, or they're thinking about the next question, or they're thinking about what they're trying to get rid of rather than meeting the needs of your client. And we've just listened well over the course of all of our businesses, and we provide the value that the people want and that will make you successful. So,
2: let me get this straight because I'm confused. I'm easily confused, but here's what you're telling me. Maybe. Just 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 just, just maybe. If I have a little bit of faith and I I kind of step back from things and I give a little more I'm going to get something. Is that possible? Well, I I, I mean, and and remember, Aaron, we're, we're all skeptical people, right? So, so you're telling me if I give a little more, I'm going to get something
0: back somehow. Well, what I'm, what I'm telling you is, is give a lot more and you'll get a lot more. You don't give to get. But when you give, the natural reciprocity comes back in droves. And every single day, we invest a third of our time giving, whether it be in a phone call, a text, a book, an endorsement, a phone call, a word of encouragement. We're giving, giving, giving. And when you do that, people want to. The natural reciprocity is to give back. People will line up to buy your product, to buy your service, to help you, to introduce other people to you if you will give. And it's just that mindset shift that you've got to do in order to be successful. And the most successful people I know are givers. And you've got to be a giver first.
2: Here's something I find a lot. Um, a lot of authors... Uh, People of influence, uh, mastermind guys, whatever we want to call them, are very unapproachable. But I find you very approachable. Hmm. How do you find the time? How, how you talk to me? You talk to Al? You, you you you'll talk to everybody that's out there in the audience, and 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 I commend you uh, for doing that. Where do you find the time? To do that?
0: Well, the truth is, DK, I can't physically talk to everybody. I wished I could. And it's the kind of thing that I lay in bed at night thinking, how could I reach other people? Andy Stanley says, do for a few what you wish you could do for everybody. There physically is not enough hours to answer every email, every Facebook post, every person, but I try to make myself available. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that gets a little bit of success, and then you go out here and you don't have time for other people. My dad taught me when I was a kid. He said, when you're climbing that corporate ladder, you better be really nice to the people you pass because if you ever fall from the top, it's the same people you'll pass when you fall going back down. And so you better be really kind to the people going up. Well, I don't think I'm ever any better because I've had a little bit of success. We're all people. Right. Some people have a few more zeros in the bank than other people, but that doesn't make you any better. It doesn't make you any more special. Uh, we're all in this together. We're all trying to figure it out together. We all just want to do what's good for our families. We want to make a little bit of money, take a few nice trips. Right. And nobody can look at the other person and say they're better just because they've got a little bit more money or they've got a little bit more notoriety, possibly. I don't know how to answer that question other than I want to give all I can. I want to squeeze every drop out of the towel. When I lay down at night, I'm tired because i have give all I could for that day. But I want to prioritize my priorities. I want to put the big rocks in first. I want to be sure Robin gets what she needs first and foremost. I want to be sure my kids do, my grandkids do, and then my business. And I give all I can, but then that's all you can do. I mean, you just can't do any more than that. And so... Many people will write emails, but you know my team will reply to some we'll give back as much as we can, but I want to make myself available as much as I can because my goal is to help other people is to help you be successful and significant, but you
2: always take the time to answer me, and I'm wondering why because I gotta be honest with you and um even though I do these shows and uh I got a lot of people coming up to me every day and going, Hey, uh, you know, coach Ken, can I be on your team next year? And, and, and hey, coach Ken, you're, 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 you're a really cool guy. You always take time to answer me.
0: Well, you're a good guy. I like you. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I try to answer everybody that I can and, uh, you're a special guy guess and that's fine okay
2: okay so here's where we're gonna go we're gonna get we're gonna get a little crazy here Aaron you ready
0: yep
2: who designed your background and what program are you using because we're also we're also we're all podcasters and we're all like live streaming and we're all trying to be really cool
0: i'll show you it's uh, it's a uh is that a real picture or is
2: it or is that a green screen?
0: No, it's a real picture. See that guy right there.
2: Yeah, who is that? He's
0: got, a, he's got a view from the top.
2: He does have a view from the. So actually, it was, well, okay. So look, guys, we don't have as much money as Aaron. Me and me and Ripgar are using green screens. We're we we're, we're, we're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh program. We we, pro we, 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 we haven't pro. had as much. We haven't had as much zeros. Listen, that's, Aaron has that's said. a that's a hundred
0: and fifty dollar <laughs> mural on the wall. It was a picture, and we had it enlarged and put up there, so you could have a view from the top. It's so, a guy on a mountain overlooking a bunch of mountains.
2: But wait a minute, Aaron, you've you got a bunch of um, podcast guys.
0: Who? What mic are you using? I've got a Howe PR40.
2: And who who told 31. you who told you to buy that?
0: Uh, Cliff Ravenscraft.
2: Oh, you see, he he's with all the big
0: guys i don't know no that's a a good mic yeah cliff is uh really supporting another business that we own called interview valet and uh cliff's a real big proponent of that we've done a number of interviews he said if you're gonna do some interviews you got to get your sound decent so i've got a big mixing board over here that i don't know how to operate he told me how to set it up and I leave it alone. I just get on and talk to people
2: a, like you guys. Big A, here's what I want you to do. Will you do me a favor? Do it. Come on. Look to your left at that mixing board. Okay. I, I, okay. I, want, you, I, I want you to slide down. We'll see if we can get an echo from Big A here. We, we might have a rap star here in a minute. Hang on. <laughs> Is it working? What are we doing? I want you to slide all those bars. Do something crazy, Big A. Come on.
0: I can't. Well, my, I don't. I ain't gonna screw up my board. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fourteen-channel mixing board. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. We're about to end this interview anyway. <laughs> where did you Where did you
2: get the 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 fourteen-channel mixer board uh, from,
0: from? Cliff craft. He sent me oh, okay. all this equipment.
2: All right. All right, Big A. Here we go. We're about to end this. Um. You're not going to give a book away, are you?
0: I uh, sure am. Uh, actually, I'm going to give away three books. Three? And they're autographed copies. And if you will email brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E, at viewfromthetop.com. Three,
2: and three books. I'm going to give away
0: three books. And what you've got to do to get them is uh, tell me three Nuggets that you learn from this interview.
2: Well, now, now this is really cool, Big A, because CJ, uh, he, he's in the chat room tonight. He, he's another podcaster. He does a really terrible show, um, but he, he's always telling me, "You gotta, you gotta make sure we ask a question before you win the book."
0: Well, here's the thing: the three nuggets that I get that you've learned from this interview that you're going to implement. And we're going to take the first three emails that we get to Brooke at viewfromthetop.com. First three that comes wow. in, giving me three nuggets that you've learned off this interview that you're going to implement in your life. I'm going to give you an autographed signed copy of the book.
2: And that is Brooke. B R How do O-O-K-E. we spell that again? K E I don't know. I'm Canadian, so you gotta forgive me.
0: <laughs> Y'all got the biggest <laughs> mosquitoes up there I've ever seen in my life. When I was fishing up there not oh, long ago, man, the mosquitoes were so bad. Are they always bad? Yeah. Well, they
2: they, they, they don't like you Americans, Aaron. I, real... Yes,
0: they don't. I killed one up there last time I was there. It had a tick on it. I've never seen <laughs> such a mosquito. It was huge. But, hey, send it to brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E, at viewfromthetop.com. First three, with three nuggets that you're going to implement in your life, I'm going to give you a copy of You from the Top.
2: Can I win? No. It's <laughs> That's not guest. fair, Aaron. That, 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 We're going to
0: give it to your guest. But I, I want to win. Can't do it. All right. Can't do it. Got to be honorable to your guest.
2: I know we do. All right, listen, before we leave, out. Here's your chance, buddy. You, you've you got the guy.
1: What do you want to ask him? Mm, that's a good question. Okay. Um, what should I start right now to be better at what I'm doing? That's a
0: great question. Well, here's the the thing. Here's the thing that I encourage everybody to do. Personal development is huge. You've got to constantly be learning. And so I read about two hours every day. And I've been doing that for years and years and years. Watch great TED Talks. Get on TED Talks and watch TED Talks. Mm -hmm. Read great blogs. Mm -hmm. Read great books. Fill your mind with positive things. Uh, Listen to great podcasts. We cut the news off 15 years ago. I haven't watched the news in 15 years. Wow. Because I can't change any of that stuff, right? The only thing I can change is me, and I've got to get better. And the only way I'm going to get better is if I fill my mind with very, very good, useful information. So listen to great podcasts, read great books, watch great TED Talks, and read great blogs. You do those things, and you'll take your business and personal life to the next level.
1: I thank you because my fiance is actually a professor of, of English at Queens College. Oh, there you go. Wait so,
2: a minute here. Aaron. Aaron's not getting it off that easy. So it's, when, when, it's, when 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 you tell people Aaron to uh listen to great podcasts. Do you listen to Live Tonight with DK?
0: I'm listening right now. <laughs> You need to start with your show and then work from there.
2: And work from there. Um, Aaron. You know I what a-
0: some of your listeners could do that would help me out if they're really wanting to help us at View From The Top spread our message? Is that we're really trying to go for it on Kindle downloads. If your audience wants to go to Amazon yeah. and buy a Kindle version, they're $9, and leave a great review and leave us, you know, just a great recommendation. Man, that would be amazing for us because once Amazon picks up our book after so many reviews, they start promoting it. And we so, want to spread our message because it, we earnestly feel that we've got a great message to help train people to live a successful and significant life.
2: So, Aaron, I, I, I went and I made a video message.
0: Yes, you did. Thank you. What happened to it? Uh, I'm not, uh in charge of, oh. I, I'm not in charge of them putting it up or taking it down. I don't have any Am I that, that
2: bad? Really? Am I that no. bad?
0: <laughs> We're promoting your video from within, but Amazon can take it up or put it down. Did you okay. send it to Amazon?
2: Yeah, no, I sent it to you personally.
0: Oh, no, no, we've got it. It's going in the rotation here. We're putting it in Spot. And meet Edgar, and it'll be going through a rotation in our feed. Heron,
2: so, Heron, Heron, Heron. Oh, Heron, yeah. Heron.
0: No, we want you. We want
2: you. You're you're fully you-know-what. But anyway. No, no. Um, no, no. <laughs> it's good. wait. I'll
0: show it to you. I'll copy you on it. I'll copy I'm you. I'm only
2: on DK. It. I'm nobody. All right. You're two more man. questions. Two more, right. and we're done. Two more.
0: Two more. We're going
2: to call it a wrap. Favorite parable of Jesus Christ.
0: Oh, I don't know. Favorite parable. It. What, what, uh, hiding the talents, you know, I don't want to hide my talent. I I want to, you know, one put it under a bushel. One didn't do anything with it, put it in the ground. The other one used it, multiplied it. I want to multiply and use my talents because if you don't use it, you lose it. And so whatever you're good at, go out there and do it a lot.
2: Okay. Last one. Last question. And I'll, I'll let you go home and I'll let you go see Brahman. Why okay. from the Greenway. When is it coming back, and and, and, and and how can people see it?
0: It's coming back this week. Uh, I've got my back up where I can walk again, and so I'll be out there this week. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, but it's coming back. You can go to my Facebook page, Aaron Walker, uh, and just follow me there, and I'll friend you back, and you can watch those Big A, coming to you live from the Station Camp Greenway. Uh, you, you
2: you do not know, uh, Big A. I, I, I got to tell you, you don't know how much we miss that. I, yeah. you, 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 you probably get out there and you think, oh, I'm just wasting my time, I'm walking. And, but you're, you're changing lives every
0: day. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You guys are awesome. Seriously, thank you for having me on. I look forward to getting back and doing those Greenway talks also. I love them. They started out, I'll just be honest with you. I had a message I wanted to share. I'd never done a Facebook Live about a year ago, and I pulled my phone out, threw it up in front of me just acting silly, and I said, this is Big A coming to you live from the Station Live Camp from the Station Camp Greenway. My phone lit up after that, and the next day it lit up, the next day and then it's just kind of grown from there, and now – when I don't do it, I get emails or texts, where yeah, Big A, we need you. And so I'll be back. Give me just another day or so, maybe tomorrow, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, but I'll be back this week.
2: Uh, Big A, listen, I, and, and this is with, with complete sincerity. May Jesus Christ put a lamp at your feet. Mm. And uh, please don't stop talking to us. Um, I could talk for Al. I, I, I can talk for the people out there in the chat room. It makes a big difference.
0: Uh, you're a big encourager, man. Both you guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, hey, check me out. Go to viewfromthetop.com. Check us out. Follow me on Facebook. And uh, maybe you guys will have somebody cancel and you'll need another guest and I'll come back and we'll chat some more.
2: Ah, uh, Listen. I'm going to give you a harder time next
1: time.
0: All right, buddy. I have a question. I have a All question. Right. Oh, have you ever okay. been to New York? I have.
1: Have you ever done a like a conference in New
0: York? No, I have not.
1: Oh, that would be interesting. It's something think, to think
0: about, though. Yeah, yeah, I used to come to New York quarterly uh, and buy merchandise. And it's been a few years since I've been up there. I took Robin up there for dinner at uh, Windows of the World. Up of the World Trade Center when it was there and then Tavern on the Green mm-hmm. Rockefeller Center, a rainbow room there's some nice places that we've had dinner at up there it's beautiful beautiful city
1: well like I said I would love to actually meet you one-on-one I mean we'll we, do it fantastic. Hey,
0: if I, if I come up there buddy I'm gonna look you up
1: <laughs> please do please I'll do. Do, it.
0: I'll and, do it
2: and listen uh, listen by the way I'm looking forward to that call about uh, influencing my community.
0: All right, sounds good. Let's do it.
2: You're a heck of a guy, Aaron. Um, May God bless your soul. Thank Thank you you for what you do.
0: Don't, don't,
2: don't ever stop. Please, never stop. Um, All right,
0: never give up. Never stop. All right, guys. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for having me on. Night, brother. Y'all have a good night. All right, see you, buddy. Bye, bye.
2: You've been listening to Live Tonight. With okay. thanks for listening.